when we were students and our yeah. discipline master used to carry a cane around which, which oh, wow. is against same era, same era. Same era, right? Yeah, exactly. and now same it's like you cannot, you cannot physically punish students anymore but yeah. the power has shifted Hello everyone, welcome, welcome to, to the WOW Podcast and we are Unconventional. My name is Raymond and I'm Edmund. Yeah, we are the host for you today. Mm-hmm. In case it's the first time you're tuning in, this podcast we talk about any topics that's revolving around the current new age workforce and the leaders. So topics like disengagement, work culture, quiet quitting, we cover them in this space. Exactly. Yeah, in fact, we are very excited today. We have a special guest for us. Yeah. Matthew! Yay! Yes. Hello. Right. Hey, this okay. is really unconventional, man. Yeah. I was seeing all this set up. <laughs> like, what's this button? What's this? But let me do a proper intro of Matthew in case yep. you do not know him. So Matthew is a highly sought-after life coach. In fact, he's a speaker, MC, and also a personality that is actually recognized in the media space. Awesome. And for his work that is done, he has impacted many lives. Lives, especially the younger generation. Yep. In fact, today we will cover topics for him to share his thoughts on all this. He's also a thought leader in the education space, so a lot to dig from him today, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So Matthew, why not you give us a introduction of yourself or so? I think you just did a great introduction. <laughs> right? um, but, but really, my background was in the media. I was quite involved in that space for a bit, and then I shifted to education, and mm. now I do a lot of life coaching, working mm. with the next generation. Mm. I think we'll talk a lot about that today, and also working with families, because mm. I think... Ultimately, in terms of workforce culture, right, it's if they shift towards a family, building a family culture, I think that's a strong foundation to begin with. Otherwise, mm. It's, mm. it's going to be like leaders and employees, then it's that, that gap. There's a huge yeah. gap between yeah. them, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, right, nice, right. Nice. It's right up our alley. So, yes, yes. right into the cross of things, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I need to tell him yeah, about yeah, uh, this yeah, one yeah. first. Okay, you yeah. see that there's uh, two tools in front of you, right? Uh, one is the Mr. Bobo, and one is a Mr. Aha moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, so basically... Uh, aha boy, aha boy. So, Mr. Bobo is whereby you feel that there's, let's say we talk about a topic that you feel frustrated about, you want to vent your anger, right? So, the emotions to... that you want to show because this is a family-friendly <laughs> show. <Okay. laughs> yeah, so instead of saying certain words, you can just go... <laughs> Yeah, what we the? Are. <laughs> <laughs> it's not conventional, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one you might want to use. Yeah, yeah. Of course, if let's say you have like strong connection, yeah. you feel that hey, you learned something, and we, we connected on certain good points, etc. We yeah. can say you can use the aha Just, boy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, aha yeah. boy. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. So that's a set. All right, Emma. What do we have for him? The first question. Let's go. Yeah, I guess jumping right right into it. Uh, yeah. Following on your introduction, you talk about your your background and all this. So we are great friends, actually. Yeah, we are. We the the reason why we connected with Matt is because we are fans of his work as well. Mm. So probably help us by understanding how do you get into this this uh this sector, this education, use. How, how do you even jump into this area? So I think um probably about ten years ago, social media mm. was starting to boom, right? YouTube, yeah. Facebook, and then Instagram came into the picture. Now it's TikTok and all that, mm. and it was quite unconventional back then for mm. anyone who like is not a blogger, to, to really <laughs> openly talk about issues, right? Because there's a lot of censorship, there's a lot of red tapes, you might get into trouble legally and things like that. So people okay. are generally safer. Mm, so okay. I think um, previously, I just wrote about certain issues um, mm. that people connected to, but people don't talk about openly. Ah. And subsequently, when I left the media space, went into education, mm. things that happened within the classroom with the next generation, I also talk about all these teachable moments, which got me into a lot of trouble, yes, but I guess <laughs> it started conversations as well. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. 
that's exactly what we are aiming to do here mm. as well. So we want to bring the unconventional conversations over here. That's why we got uh, Matt on, onto the show. How about working with the youth? What do you enjoy working with? I'm sure there are certain motivation for you to want to do this in the first place. <laughs> you know, you call this a hard boy, right? So yeah. I guess the, my biggest motivation is sometimes um, when, when they are struggling through certain situations or circumstances mm-hmm. and then like, you mm-hmm. see this aha moment in their life and it's very mm-hmm. fulfilling. It's, it's something that like, I guess most people who work with others, uh, whether it's youths, whether it's, it's any individual, like when you see that light bulb and you yeah. see that spark again in okay. them, right? It's like, wow, there's so much meaning in what we do. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's, so to be it's honest, the impact it's, that drives you to... Yeah, but it's a constant love-hate relationship, to be very honest. Because ah, sometimes, that, that, yeah. That is my next question. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like, the, uh, I was just uh, talking to Raymond um, before this podcast, yeah. right? And uh, him being a trainer as well. Yeah. And sometimes you have so much heart that you want to, to give and so much things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. But the opposite end of the spectrum right or, or, yeah yeah exactly yeah. the person okay. on the receiving end has to be ready All right. uh, they have to be open to learning they mm, want okay. to change themselves okay. otherwise it's like you give so much mm. but then it's not a two way street right then mm. you are depleted yeah. and and the other party just don't appreciate what you do and there's okay. no change there's no transformation how, how, how do you manage this since you are yeah. 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 how do you manage yeah. your, your maybe you can advise me when I go yeah. through this <laughs> yeah like, like they call this like the messiah syndrome right where, where ah. you like want to save the world kind yeah. of thing and I guess I used to have that I thought mm. like I, I can make impact with everyone mm. then I realised not everyone wants to help themselves yes. and that's where oh. I have to like take a step back okay. and now I choose to focus on the ones who I can help and who wants to help themselves that okay. I think that's important. Yeah. So the, we, it comes down to the first step. Like. I mean, mm. we have this saying uh, that we, we, because we work with each other quite a bit for yeah, some time yeah. already. So the student have to be ready, yeah. right? Before Correct. the teacher can appear. Yeah. Very yeah. apt in your case, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In that sense. No, you can bring the person to the water. They, you can you cannot force, force the person to the drink. Yeah, yeah, right. This analogy comes out in this yeah. case. Yeah. So, but like, I mean, on this topic, because like, I mean, we are, we are leaders ourselves in this case, like, whereby actually when you approach a situation where somebody uh, don't wants to get help, right? Sometimes I will think, should I like increase my capability and my influence to actually make sure that I can help this person? Like, what, would you think this way? Or do you feel that it's really like you can't control people or you can't influence them to change their person, to like suddenly want to become, like help themselves? Have, have you gone through this phase? Do you blame yourself for that or no? I think there's so many factors. For example, um, because I work closely with families and youths, right? Yeah. And and one of the, the biggest thing that we always aim to to understand and then perhaps change is is what happens at home, the relationship at home. Mm. Because for the youths especially, like for them it's all about relationship with, with their peers, with their parents, even their their boyfriend and girlfriend in future. Mm. And if that is like an emotional aspect that is not taken care of or they don't feel safe, mm. then it affects everything else. In Singapore, it's always like great, 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 but we don't mm. talk about their, their mental and emotional health. Mm. That mm. needs to be taken care of first and everything else falls into place. And I guess it's the same within the work culture because um, like if they feel that like, hey, I'm part of a, a team or part of a workforce, right? That mm. everyone really looks out for each other we work together towards a certain goal but we also have leaders who who cares about us not just mm. the numbers all the time right mm. and i think it fosters like a very good work culture where they feel that they belong in a family rather yeah. than i just go to work for the paycheck and just do the bare minimum mm. which is quite quitting right yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean i totally can connect so i would mm. assume your baseline would be even if you approach a very difficult person or situation you mm. want to get personal want to understand the person correct and all that 
Yeah, but at the same time, it, it's it's quite exhausting, right? Sometimes yeah. <laughs> because when you go into the personal mm. connections and all that, and uh, it takes up your time, it takes up yeah. your energy, and I guess I guess like I mean back to what we said, it, it needs to be a mutual thing. Mm. Like the person needs to want to help themselves, okay. and then there are things that we can set up, build the support around them, so mm. that they know that they can continuously get better, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of things that we can actually learn from that that. Mm. that short sharing so we were asking about how you manage your own energy because I'm sure you're someone who really goes full in yeah yeah. by, by the sound of it you, you want to create that impact so I, I guess we've learned through this we've gone through this stage as well we can't help everybody mm. down to the, the the analogy of having a, a safe environment so um, in this podcast we talk about the challenges between the, the workforce and the bosses mm. but I guess in the education sector right a, a very s- parallel comparison would be between the parents and probably the teachers, right? Mm. So, oh, so <laughs> yeah. a very, very t- I, I, touchy I, I, conversation. Okay. So, 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 I, who who is more? I mean, in, in your point of view, from your point of view, in your, your opinion, who yeah. is more responsible for the current situation? I think you know, <laughs> you know, you know even before this podcast, yeah. I was talking to your producer. I was like, "Oh, yeah. we were batchmates from secondary school, school. <laughs> right?" <laughs> and we were just talking how it was when we were students, and our yeah. discipline master used to carry a cane around, which which is against And now it's like <laughs> you cannot you cannot physically punish students anymore, but yeah. the power has shifted because okay. like educators, teachers no mm. longer have that sense of like authority. Okay. Because anything that they say or do, it goes mm. under the scrutiny. The parents' WhatsApp group, they will like send all this misinformation oh, and things mm, like that. Okay. And the students, some of the students who sad to say are yeah. like self-entitled, mm. they know that their parents are powerful. They know their parents can influence certain things. And hence they so make they, use of the power. Exactly. Right. Wow. Okay. Like there was one uh, incident recently that went viral of this mm. boy. I shall mm. not name the school. Uh, yeah. If you know, you know. And then he threatened yeah. the teacher and like, I'll end your life or, or oh, something yeah. like that. Mm. And oh. and when they did a bit of like digging, right? Then yeah. they realized who this boy's parents were. Okay. And I mean, sometimes it's, if back to the environment, if they were not yeah. brought up in an environment where certain mm. values were inculcated, into them, right? Then, okay. then they grow up thinking that I'm self-entitled, I can do mm. whatever I want without any consequence. Mm. And then teachers, they don't have that power anymore to like, oh, I'm going to cane you, I'm going to punish you. Mm. Because if they do that, okay. there are repercussions. Mm. Then the okay. parents will complain, the schools will have to like, okay. it almost, this it's, will be quite a controversial statement, right? But right. schools are almost like a business now. Okay. And then the customers are the parents. Uh, and you have to appease your customers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. So I, kind I, of sad, man. <laughs> very sad, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit re- reflective in the, the wider society, right? We do have this uh, uh, cancer culture going mm. on. Mm. Like, you're un- like you say, teachers are under constant scrutiny. Mm. So I guess for our audience, for those who are in, um, I guess, position of power, last time, I guess, maybe when we are like boomers, the boss is like, the king. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Whatever yeah. he say goes. I, we don't think that is the best way to do things. But right now, what we are seeing is that uh, with cancer culture and everything going on, right? Seems to be, there's, there might be a shift in mm-hmm. dynamics as well. Mm. Uh, we don't know whether this is the best way to do things. But I guess that's why we are here to put all these conversations here to really, really, really bring things up. Yeah, so that means that what I'm hearing is, 
I mean, even though I already have like some floating narrative about the yeah. younger group or workforce now comes in with a lot of expectations and mm, world exactly. attitude. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the kind of culture they have in school where like, mm. I just do or study what I want. I don't have to show respect to the teachers. Mm. And then they go into the workforce thinking like, yeah, I, I do what I want. Like you mm. give me what I want. So so like like also the students feel that the teachers are supposed to serve them. Are, are you saying that? Correct. So oh, wow. so for example, like just now you were talking. But to okay. be fair, yeah. it's not all it's, students. It's not binary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're not, we not trying to yeah. make statement Correct. about everybody here. Correct. It's just a general trend, lah. That mm. we're trying to discuss. So here. for example, yeah. in school, uh, some students will feel like what can you teach me? Because they have access to the internet, right? So literally sometimes when I step into class and even some of the better schools sometimes, they'll give you this aloof attitude of like, what can you teach me that I possibly don't already know? And and you have to win them over in that sense. And that's why they bring this attitude maybe even to the workforce, right? And they come to an interview, for example, job Mm. interview, it's like, what can your company do for me? Rather than the the main crux of it should be Mm. what I can contribute and value add to your company, right? Mm, So in a sense, the tables have turned. But like, Mm. Is it? Is it? It needs to have the right balance, like yes. you. It cannot be like the power lies in the interviewee. They're going for an interview yeah. for a job, but it's almost as if they are interviewing the bosses mm. rather than convincing the bosses why they should be hired. Okay, yeah. but, but but when I feel these are more of an in the middle ground, but I want to hear from like Edmund. Mm. Yeah. Edmund, yeah. Rep- like like when you hear somebody who's like a bit more entitled, mm. they come here. What can you value? Give yeah. it to me. What, what what's your perspective? Yeah, the reason why Raymond <laughs> is pointing this to me is generally in this podcast, I'm representing I'm representing, representing yeah. more of the bosses. You yeah. you connect with more. Yeah. My take is I I'm fine because at the end of the day, any interview is maybe a. Uh, fit process I would mm, guess right. so it goes both way definitely I want to know more about you you want to know more about me yeah. by asking me that question it just tells me more about you Correct. and I'll decide from there whether I want to work with you oh. I just guess okay. I, I, there's no reason the, the person is not my guy Okay, yeah. I, I choose people very particularly because I take certain commitment when I bring in a person under my wing Correct. so I want to grow the person and make sure the person can integrate with my team but this just shows me that my, I might not want to work with this particular person. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure they are... I, I, I'm, I'm sure whatever we are discussing today, it will not be representative of the entire population. Yeah. They are still like certain good people to be found here and there. Yeah, it's just a general trend, I guess. But what I think you're yeah. doing is great because um, like you, you during the interview process, it's like a screening or profiling process, right? Where yes. you, you identify, is this candidate the right fit for the company mm-hmm. to join my team and all that? Yeah. And sometimes... The youths, they don't realize that because sometimes when I coach them through their scholarship mm. interview or even mm. the early admissions oh. exercise, mm. Polly, okay. they have this early admission mm. exercise. Yeah. And it's it's like, I keep telling them, yes, you have to prove that you deserve to be there in course, but don't come from a place of entitlement of like, oh, the course like should give you that that place in, in your school because mm. it's like, what have you proven at the age of 15, 16? Mm. It's your job to convince them, right? Okay. Your worth so that they accept you not mm. go into a school interview or job interview and are like, what can you do for me? <laughs> yeah, because it's like, what have you even proven to, 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 That's really to make a certain demands? I can't imagine saying these kind of things when <laughs> yeah. I was no, like I, I'm like curious, <laughs> like, where, I mean, if I'm a, I'm a, like a teenager, then, then you telling me that, hey, don't be entitled, mm. go, how do they respond to this? Mm. Like, do they agree or do they yeah. feel like frustrated? That no, they feel like, who are you right? to tell yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. They feel like, what do you mean I'm entitled? Yeah. Because, because their reality, their world is, everything is handed to them. Um, yeah. And sometimes parenting, right? It's at home, their parents are really successful. Mm. And their form of showing love, can you guess what it is? Gives. Gives. Reward you. Correct. Yeah. And, and the main thing that's, that's lacking is that, that 
parental uh, influence and Guidance, being part. Correct. Okay. So so mm. then this absent parenting really becomes like, oh, then I'll get influence from my friends, I'll get influence mm. from online, then they start okay. to form a certain identity okay. and that becomes part of who they are. Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's quite scary in that sense. Uh, okay. um, but I guess it's, I wouldn't even say it's extreme cases because mm. it's slowly shifting to become... The norm? Yeah, and, and it's oh more like... like you see it more apparently online, but you mm. also see it in, in um, person or sometimes yeah. HR, they share these kind of stories, mm. right? And it's, the good ones, they will thrive because they know how to carry themselves. Yeah. They'll always be hired. Mm. And then it's the ones who are in the middle or mm. those who really give a bad impression, right? Yeah. They will, unfortunately, they will, yeah. they will learn it the hard okay. way. Like, I yes. guess you know you know best because you, you work with mm. a lot of them, right? So probably to, to, to link to that, how do they handle disappointments, mm. failures, because they are bound to face such challenges, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. given how they, dis- they, they, they hold themselves, mm. they, they carry yeah. themselves. So so what happened? Let's say they get, go for interview. <laughs> they get yeah. rejected. They get rejected. <laughs> yeah. Then what to do? <laughs> how do they handle it? I guess it's two things, right? First is, um, what are their own expectations? Because as students in Singapore, it's always like, our expectations are we got to score well. Mm. We got to yeah. get what we want. You work hard means you get what you want. Mm. But we know in life that's not necessarily true. Yeah. Doesn't mean we work hard means we'll get what we want. Yeah. So then, it, it, it creates this whole... Um, perception or this whole whole belief that like oh if I work hard I will make it I'll get what mm. I want mm. and and constantly being fed this this uh, thought right mm. and sometimes the elite schools or the better students when they fail they crash very hard mm. because they've never dealt with failure in their life they've never okay. dealt with rejection in their life okay. and to them it's like I failed I'm, I'm worthless I'm useless mm. that kind of thing so it's quite scary in that sense and then for on the other end of the spectrum, right, there are those yeah. who constantly don't do well. Yeah. So so then I uh, get rejected, <laughs> I fail again, that's just no part of deal. life. Yeah, no big deal, exactly. Okay. And they don't push themselves to be better. So oh. so it, it needs to be a balance. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So they, they fall on the other side as well. They just Correct. give up, in yeah. that sense, yeah. right? Because, okay. because every time they don't do well, then maybe they're told certain things like, are you useless? Are you hopeless? Like, I mean, mm. even mm. when I was young, like my mom is Korean, right? So like Korean expectations <laughs> for Singapore child. So, so I was, I was constantly like fed this, okay. this narrative or perception that like, you're not good enough. Yeah. But oh. I, I broke out of it. Like. Okay. Yeah. So I guess, I guess shifting away from that, it's really like getting, getting the students or individuals mm. to realize like, hey, even though academically you might not be great, mm. what are the other things that might be great about you? Why don't you focus on that? Why don't you build that? Mm. And then get the, whoever's involved in their life, right, to support that as well. Mm. Okay. Because I guess, um, um, linking back to the workplace, right, yeah. because every employee or every staff will have their different strengths yep. mm. and it's it's how we can put all these strengths together to really like create create the best workforce our best team possible mm. yeah like Avengers right all the heroes have different yeah, strengths yeah, yeah. Yep. they have yep. conflicts as well but yeah. eventually they come together for a common goal alright yeah, yeah. Agreed. So, so like I have a burning question because like okay maybe because we are we are older we already form like oh these are the best attributes that we need to have as an individual mm. etc so you, for you like for example you were going through the coaching them during their f- I would still consider them formative years like maybe teenager yep. yeah. what, what are the attributes that are you consider important to instill at that moment in this case I, I mean, think yeah. resilience and mm. adaptability because um, so through my coaching or sometimes the master classes right yeah. mm. like first I'll get the parents permission to like 
you need to trust me that whatever I'm doing is going to be the best interest of your child. So parents, mm. okay, do whatever you need to do. Okay. Then I'll create like, it's, it's very experiential because um, in school, they are very used to like downloading information yep. and it's, it's very like mm. just learn um, mm. lecture style, right? Mm. But I'll create experiences where they will fail. Mm. And through all these failures, all these setbacks, right? Then they're more receptive to learn because they realize like, maybe I'm not so good after all. Or maybe okay. they realize maybe there are certain things that I lack that I need to to be more aware of. Mm. So when they when they go through this experience and they're more self-aware, they're more self-reflective. Mm. That's where they're more open to to hear suggestions. Mm. But okay. even before they try and you say like, no, you should do this, you should do that. This is good for you. They'll just block you off because mm. it's ah, like like okay. you're just lecturing, you're just nagging. Okay. Yeah. So that's why it must be an experiential kind of thing. Yeah. So, right. so do you work more? Sorry, uh, do you work more with those who are used to doing very well? Hence, you need to design in a way whereby they need to mm. fail. Mm. Or do you work more with those who are constantly being told that they are not doing as well, they're useless? Which which is the group that you normally work with? I I, I work with students across the whole spectrum. The so whole spectrum. yeah, okay. so the balance that I found was um for youths particularly, and maybe it can apply in the workforce also to use positive peer pressure. Because mm. for youths, right, they are all about like, I want to look good in the eyes of others. I want mm. to be accepted. Yeah. Mm. So then it's to to get those who are performing at a high level okay. to raise the standards of those who are who are not there Struggling yet. Struggling a little bit. Yeah. Correct, okay. correct. And for those who are performing at a low level, right, to like, hey, maybe you have other strengths that you could actually like help the ones who are performing at a high level. Because very broadly, sometimes those who are performing well academically, yeah. Um, maybe EQ or their social skills, right, mm. is, is lacking. Mm. And then those who are not performing well academically, they're very sociable and they're very yeah. street smart. So okay. then, then they are like, hey, we can learn things from each other. Okay. So when I put them through situations, they realize like they can tap into each other's strengths mm. and how they can leverage on that. Rather than like, oh, I'm a top student, you're a bottom student, there's nothing that we can meet mm. in between to, okay. to, to work together. I think that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. These are the exposure <laughs> yeah. that they don't get in school, right? Typically, yeah. the top students will hang with the top students mm. and do all the same things and it's almost like they are in their own bubble sort yeah. of, right? And and, and mm. because this means that actually it's like, okay, because in workspace, yeah. we also believe in the same like uh, yes. uh, 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 principle that it means like uh, you use a better environment, you, you reward the behaviours of like being better, good, so that you inspire mm. everyone to take action and uplift. Yeah. So my question would be like, well, actually, but this has to be replicated throughout the whole educational system. Mm. Do you think there's a fair chance that we can land there or, or even this narrative is not even within the system? Is it? But, but it, all, it all links, right? Because whatever happens in the classroom, them as youths, uh, eventually they go into the workforce. Yep. And two examples is one, a kid who's very introverted and in their school life, the entire school life, they're not encouraged to speak up. They're not given a voice to be heard. Then when they enter the workforce, it's always like they get spoken over. They are, they're not okay. really like... like um, um, accepted people might just like ignore them mm. whatever and it's very sad because a lot of them they are very capable but because yeah. they're introverted they don't know how to speak up mm. a lot of opportunities get swept by right mm. and then also talking about toxic culture just now um, yeah. if if let's say they grew up um, in those kind of popular cliques and always like bitching about people and all that then mm. the self-entitled um, yeah. attitude going to the workforce then they fester this very toxic culture mm. where they like bitch about your colleagues and all these things right then it's it's it all starts from how they were raised when they were kids or yeah. teenagers. Yeah, so it, it carries on. Yeah. Okay. But again, it, it's not. It doesn't apply to everyone, yeah, right? For sure. So because some some kids are really like they were brought up well. Mm. Um, they have respect. They they mm. know how to be grateful. They know how to 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 present themselves or behave okay. in certain situations. But some are 
are just like they think the world revolves around them lah, mm. and it's it's like sometimes they need a reality check ah. Okay. As much as my role as a coach is to to guide them and be as supportive as possible, right? Okay. Sometimes I think they really need to be like given a hard knock in life to to wake okay. up to how the world really operates. So so that, so that's part of the solution lah. Why I ask that question is also it's less of to say yes or no to that question. It's more of if it is, what can we do about it? Mm. If it's not, how do we keep it that way? Mm. I, I guess that it's always about moving forward, yeah. having progress, right? Rather yeah. than being stick to stuck to that situation. Which I guess yeah. is it's it's exactly like this podcast, right? Is mm. to have open conversations because mm. I guess last mm. time um, in the workforce, it's very top down. It's like the boss yeah. says this, yeah. everyone else does this. And actually, in Korean Japanese culture, it's still very mm. much like this. Um, okay. It's you don't argue, especially in the Asian culture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> know your hierarchy, know your <laughs> yeah. place, right? Yeah. Um, but because now they are more the woke generation, so mm. they get a lot of American influence and all that. Okay. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. Okay. But I guess um, maybe leaders should be more open to to having these kind of discussions. And yeah. it's not just having discussions for the sake of it. But mm. will you will you take their feedback mm. and and put certain things into place? Mm. Yeah. So it's it's almost like a negotiation, right? It's like mm. I'm hearing you. I'm doing something about it. Like you need to to meet me in the middle as well, mm-hmm. yeah. Then mm-hmm. then that's where like the the younger employees will feel that my voice is heard. Um, I have leaders who care about me. I want to be part of this company yep. rather than like oh I'm just working for the money and yeah. who stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I guess there's a constant struggle. You mentioned it also just now. So for the youth, right, they need to have a safe environment, especially in the school at home, mm-hmm. before they can thrive to do better for themselves. And in from their point of view their measurement of doing better is generally getting good grades, doing better in school. So there's this constant struggle between, oh, is it, should we work towards having a safer environment or having better grades? But, and, and this translates actually to the workplace because when we work to, we have companies, right? Yeah. There's this constant struggle of, I need to get my top line number. I need to drive yeah. the company results. Yeah. Why are you telling me to build a safe environment? That's not my, the purpose of a company. We, we see otherwise, definitely, because I, I see some parallels over here. Mm-hmm. How, how do you balance this, maybe first and foremost, in the, in the youth arena, then maybe we can talk about how we can translate this over to the, the workplace and the environment. So, so I think, um, like, in my work with youth, so I have this group of youths, about 15 of them, mm-hmm. and they're all from different schools, all from different backgrounds, and I guess what I said just now is, putting all to all of them together and <clears throat> just being very open about um, what they're struggling with, what are their own personal aspirations. So I get them to commit to it. So they understand that these are their struggles or challenges and okay. getting the rest of them, like, how can we support you? But also holding them accountable to it. So talking about numbers, right? So yeah. we don't talk about like, oh, you should get A1s and things like that. Like, okay. this is a goal you commit to. Okay. We're going to hold you accountable to it. We're going to support you. But then at the end of a certain time frame, if you don't achieve this, mm. what you said you want to achieve, yeah. like why? And then we break it down. And then okay. we try to like, like see how we can turn that situation around. Because mm. I, I think um, that you're asking within the workplace, right? It's, it's yeah. to have that open conversation of like, look, this is, this is our objective. Mm. These are like the bottom line or the numbers that we need to hit. But what are some of the challenges that you're facing? Okay. Because I guess for, for some people, sometimes if in the sales line and all that, right? It's like, we need to hit the numbers. And yes, yeah. the, 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 yeah. the team knows we need impression. to hit the numbers. Yeah, okay. But then, if they don't feel that they are supported, whether mm. it's emotionally or whether it's it's uh, the tangible strategies and all mm. that, right? Then, their question is, but I don't know how to do it mm. and I'm not supported. Mm. And then it's constantly this pressure of like, I need mm. to hit the numbers. Mm. 
then it will lead them to like feeling so frustrated. Okay. I don't know how to do it. I feel so much pressure. I'm just going to quit. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. okay. Yeah. I guess that's step one. So I think what you shared just now is actually step two, which is you have merged how to create a safe environment by checking back with them mm. to see what... Maybe we will not assume that they know why we need to hit certain numbers. Explain it to them. Hmm. Second step, help them find out their problems. Yeah. Be there for them. Maybe sometimes they just need to know that their boss is there for them. Yeah, mm. yeah they don't really need you to solve their problems for them. Yeah. But once you created that safe environment, that safe environment actually translates to better result. Hmm. And that's how we actually merge these two things together. So yeah. I, I guess maybe the, the burning question that I have is, so for the group of youths that you, you put them together, hmm. some with good grades, some with not so good grades, how was the average outcome for everybody subsequently? So they all strive to be better because, mm. um, I mean, there is that peer pressure of like, oh, uh, we will be assessed. We have to be accountable. Oh, okay. So one is, they, they want to look, uh, everyone wants to look good. Lah. We don't want to look like, <laughs> like, like any less in, in the eyes of others, right? So they will, they will push themselves to be better. But it also forms very healthy friendships because it's not just a toxic culture of like, oh, all the ones who are underperforming will group up together. Those no, who are performing will group up together. It becomes like, oh, we're openly sharing about our struggles, our mm. challenges, how we can support each other. The ones who are doing well, raise up the levels of those who are underperforming. Mm. The ones who maybe are struggling, you need to reach out to those who may be able to help you. Mm. So I think if it, it creates um, that kind of culture, right, where... Ultimately, it's like forming almost mm. a family unit, right? Yeah. Where everyone supports each other. So the overall standards of everyone actually Correct. raised up. And actually, okay. this this feeling of like, I'm part of something great. Um, mm. I guess a lot of employees, I don't know if they did surveys and all that, but speaking to a few of my friends, right? Yeah. When I ask them like, hey, you're so miserable at your job or angry with your bosses. Like, yeah. Why are you still there? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's their number one reason that they always say? What? what? My colleagues. I like uh, the I like I like my bond with my colleagues. Uh, okay, so actually, yeah. if you develop that culture within the team, right, mm. and then whether you're a high performing team or, or or whatever your your company mm. culture, if you as a leader you continue to build that, it's actually very powerful. So they mm. don't like the leaders, they don't like the company, but they love working with their colleagues. Yeah, and that's a motivation for them to yeah. stay there. Yeah, wow. Which I mean, could be good or bad, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So I have a curious yeah. question, like like because you, for you to land where you are to have the conclusion, which we fully align, environment, mm. growth. How, how do you land that? Do you went through some experience or who or, mm. who or how have you shaped this mentality that hey, this is crucial? Yeah. I'm sure like there must be a lot of past experience for you to... Yeah, I guess, I guess it's through different life stages, right? Because um, previously, I was in the, the media industry. And mm. media industry, you know what's the benchmark of your success? Like how people <laughs> will... will Put or value your worth. You no. know what's the common like denominator? Sounds like the number of followers you have. How many fans you Correct, have. correct. Okay, it's like okay. the more number of followers you have, right? The the, the oh, more your value lasts. Okay. So that's like your grade lah, in the media industry. Yeah, it's like, very so superficial, right? Um, but that's how it is. And, <laughs> and right. that, that made me think like, but if someone is so talented or they have a lot to offer, mm-hmm. but they're not exactly the most popular, then you're just going to dismiss them like that versus someone who could have a lot of followers, but like, they don't really have much substance and mm. you keep pushing them to 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 get to, more exposure, get more exposure yeah. and whatnot, right? Then it's it's it it's not very fair. Like that was okay. one of my first uh, experience. Okay. And then and then shifting towards the education space, then it's always you see um like in a primary school level, they divide mm. the students uh, high ability, mid ability, low ability, right? And and then for six years, it creates a culture as like, oh, I'm a top student. Oh, I'm an mm. average student. Oh, I'm a lousy student, that kind of thing. Mm. So okay. then I think 
it needs to balance out law. Yeah. Mm, okay. And and that's why I always feel that every one of us we have things that are unique about us. We just need to build that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Not familiar with the media <coughs> space, but I guess in the schools in the situation as it is, right? How how do we improve on that situation? How do we get the teachers and the the students yeah. and the parents to be on the same page to actually I I, I don't know, trash things out work have a best chance to create the best environment yeah. for the kids, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think we can depend on the ministry to to settle everything. I mm. think uh, we have a responsibility as parents, as Singaporeans, to 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 try to improve on things, lah. So, what what do you think we can do about the situation? Send them to my master class. Yeah, coach. I have already <laughs> keep that in mind, like all train uh, and education. I'm gonna send my kids. <laughs> let her have a taste of failure there. What's, like, the, yeah. what's the youngest age that you take in? But I think I think really on. but. Uh, MOE is shifting. I think um, MOE is shifting towards... But I just had a conversation with a parent, which was quite interesting because okay. the whole MOE culture is shifting towards taking care of a, a student's mental and, and emotional well-being, right? Which mm. is great. Okay. But this conversation I had, uh, had with a parent recently, she said, but when my child doesn't do well for their test, the response from the teachers involved are like, oh, it's okay, you did your best. And the oh. parent felt like, but he can be pushed more. Like, like uh, okay. it's not his best. Okay. But the, the whole the whole conversation right now is okay, it's okay you did your best. Okay. So so again there needs to be a balance uh, because right. like like Was this a tiger mom? Oh no. Just a she self proclaimed she is a tiger mom, <laughs> but like I mean knowing the son also personally, yeah. like he is capable of so much more. Mm. So it's it's, okay. it's really striking. So it's a fair it's a fair feedback like, exactly. for for yeah. I you, you I guess it's different strokes for different folks, right? Mm, so yeah, correct. Probably the first step is to assess the capability of that 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 kid, yeah. whether he yeah. can be pushed more or or or, or not yeah. yeah, yeah. So, which is why also I think I think um maybe like you know we always have appraisals in the workplace and all that and yeah. and it's it's um I guess maybe for leaders it's sometimes it's yes the bottom line is the results that you deliver and all that right mm-hmm. but what are the other strengths that um mm-hmm. the individual have that that okay. that we can like focus on that we can. Maybe even sometimes give them options, right? Like, what what do you want to? How do you want to contribute to the company mm, based okay. on on what you have? So when when we leave that conversation open for them to to perhaps share how they can contribute, right? Mm. Then it creates like a two way two way street, lah. Yeah. So it's not like oh you're underperforming, you're not delivering the numbers, you're useless to the company. Mm. Like do well or get out, that kind yeah. of thing. So yeah. for that particular conversation, right? Can this happen between the teachers and the students as well? Um, that's what I do with my students actually like, okay. because I'll ask like so what do you want not what your parents want not what mm. the school or society wants what do you okay. want for yourself then then I'm like okay let's give you a time frame work towards that mm. if you do well or you struggle then like, like let me know let the mm. rest of us know how we can support you how we mm. can help you because the only thing I'll need from them is the commitment. It's like, hey, if you say this, it's not my words, it's your words, mm. you want to achieve this. Okay. So that's the commitment and the autonomy, right? Mm. But if you struggle in between, then we have to step in. Then we have to like, like help you to navigate uh, okay. back to where you're supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, since we're on this, like, because I want to talk about the portion on strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, because for him himself, he actually has went through this tool before. Mm-hmm. Can I use it? Mm-hmm. But so like, any recollections of how you have used this tool on Strengths Finder and this inscription strengths? And we want to talk a little bit about that and then maybe yeah. deep dive one or two talent teams that have impacted your own life. Maybe you can share with us your, your top talent teams. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you remember? Let me do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My job, my job. Yeah. Ideation, relator, developer, maximizer, and activator. Wow. Mm. Yeah. yeah, like 60 70%. 
Having this conversation with Raymond that yeah. there are a lot of profiling tools, right? Whether yes. it's Tetra, DISC, whether yeah. it's um, Anagram and all yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And and I think it's it's really important for individuals or even companies to to have a profiling tool mm-hmm. because maybe even during the onboarding phase, right? When you're doing the, the first interview, it's like what kind of profile they are. Mm. It's not cast in stone because yeah. we're constantly changing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it gives the company and the individual an idea of like, oh, this might be my best fit. This is how I can best contribute. Mm-hmm. These are my strengths and all that. Mm, okay. Because um, even for students or even as adults, uh, the very first time I did it, I was fascinated by it. I'm like, oh yeah, it's so accurate. It's almost like horoscope, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or fortune telling. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, correct. And and then you you understand yourself better. I think that's the okay. first level. Yeah. The second level is you understand others better. Okay. And then that's how you, you sort of adapt to different situations based mm. on how you know different people are. Yeah, yeah. so I think it's, it's quite crucial uh, for, for mm. companies to really have a certain profiling tool, mm. right, for the bosses or the company to understand the employee mm. and also the employee to understand themselves and also okay. the people around them. Yeah, I just want to add on this because like really resonates. Like over the years, because we've been doing like coaching even within our own business and externally, I think it's so important, especially now that it's so diverse. You have different people, different nationalities coming in. It's so important to have... A, because every, actually, all tools are great. Yeah. It's just that the, the tool must have traction. So that right. you use it as a common language. Everybody have a... I don't know. I, I always like to say a, a neutral and scientific way of looking at each other. There's nothing personal. This is who you are, etc. Right. Okay, and then how do we solve conflicts? How do we build trust? And then there's a f- good chance for them to progress as a team from here. Yeah. Yeah. So especially if you know your strengths, hey, why not you do this for me? I I, I support the other yeah. way. I that's, think it creates a sense that's of belonging. That's really the ideal state. A lot of yeah. people, like you say, there are a lot of profiling tools, and it's usually amazing. Any profiling tool is amazing because yeah. the first time you look at it, it's like wow. Uh, yeah. So yeah, accurate. Yeah. A lot of companies and a lot of organizations don't move on beyond that. Yeah. So the wow weeks later everything goes, goes right. back to yep. the same yeah but how do you continuously use it in your day to day understand yeah. each other as a communication yeah. too I, I guess that's really the, the difference eh? but yeah. I guess that's where you guys come in right because yeah. because like uh, one thing that I was talking to Raymond about is sometimes people get very fixated by the fact that oh I'm this type mm. and it's very convenient to so for example um, even even Strengths Finder yeah. and you're like oh this person is this type or, yeah. oh so I'm this type like, yeah. 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 or you're just like oh then I cannot change up because I'm like that no, but mm. no it's just understand this mm. is you yep. but uh how you can like work work things better. Have a growth yeah. mindset instead of a fixed mindset. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. important. Yeah, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. agree. So, which talent team that you resonate the most or you have been like, you know, you connected with it strongly over the years or you have used it? I guess ideation. Is it is it like one, two, three, four, five, right? Is it ranked according like, it doesn't to... It doesn't matter. It doesn't oh, matter. Plus yeah. like your top five or ten, is, they're all dominant yeah. talents. Yeah. One yeah. and seven, one and eight, no much difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah all dominant talents. Two under influence and two yeah. under... Two, yeah. un- two influence, two relationship building and one strategic thinking. Yeah. So ideation, huh? <laughs> ideation mm. is, I mean, all three Emin of has us, it yeah. also. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're constantly yeah. coming yeah. up with ideas and things like that, right? Yeah. So I guess it comes to, to play uh, very naturally mm-hmm. um, and just constantly thinking of what's the next idea, what's mm. what's the next thing we can do better and all that. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's why you all do like very creative activities for the kids, right? In your master class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's not like, oh, it's, it's like, oh, this will be what we'll, we will do for the next five, ten years. It's like mm. every year, 
let's do something different. So mm. that's the lesson, but let's change the way we deliver the lesson. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. can't help yourself but keep thinking about new ways to do it. To right? be fair, I mean, I mean, you're so ideation, <laughs> like we would yeah. get bored now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I have to say, because my ideation, is very, <laughs> my ideation is very low. Yeah, so yeah. actually, every time I, 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 I want to think out of the box, I will mm. actually find Edmund for, for the thinking process. In fact, in this case, I will probably ask you, hey, so... Is that another creative way of parenting my kid? I'll yeah. probably ask you. I'm sure you can give me like tips or even yeah. angles to do in this case. Yeah. I mean, that's how I leverage on people with high ideation. Mm. Mm. Cool. <laughs> we really always want to get like uh, advice, tips. Yep. So, you know, like our listener has two groups. Yeah, one of them is mm-hmm. actually the younger workforce people or younger generations. Mm. I definitely want you, you to share certain I don't know advice or tips for them, mm. and also for leaders, maybe in terms of how can okay, they the younger generation. Yeah, yeah. Any tips for them, like yeah. for both both uh, audience. Yeah, I think I think for the younger generation is like um we need to know what we want uh, because a lot of time we go with the flow right and we go mm. um make decisions based on influence by mm, okay. by whether our friends or you know just yesterday I saw this uh. NUS whisper or SG whispers or something, mm. and this this anonymous person was saying like, oh my salary is about four thousand, but my peers are getting double that, and mm. like why the disparity and all that. But I think first is knowing what you want and your mm. benchmark of satisfaction, like like mm. like I mean in school it's all about grades. When we yeah. start working, it's all about salary, right? Yeah. It's always mm. numbers, but we need to have our own satisfaction level. Okay. And then um two is like like what can we do to to contribute? I think sometimes. Mm. First, knowing what we want is important, but knowing what we can give, what we can contribute, is just as important because that mm. that sort of defines our worth. Mm. When a leader, anyone sees us, even relationship wise, right? It's yeah. like, why should I be your partner? Why should mm. I be your boss? Why should I be your employee? Like, what's your mm. value mm. besides all the tangible numbers? Um, so I think, as youths, right, they should know these two things: what their worth is and um, what they can give, what they can contribute, mm. and then maybe for for leaders, I guess, is to create space and time to have unconventional conversations uh, to really mm. uh, talk about things openly to, to okay. see how um, the culture or, or performance can shift so that everyone feels included. Everyone wants to perform at the best level. Uh. Yeah. Mm. Wow, really okay. yeah. Yeah. Life coach. It almost feels as if he's the host of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you. I resonate very strongly with all the advice. Yeah. I think it, it, it's really good in this case. All right, cool. Yep. Thank you so much, Matthew. Thank you, thank you, I think right. we've come thank to the end you. of the podcast. And if yeah. you really like the content and the things that actually shared by Matthew and us, right, please like, subscribe, yes. and share this content with anyone that actually resonates with it. All right. If not, we've come to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much, Matthew. We really love the session, right? If not, thank you guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See you in the next episode. Bye bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>